Welcome to Stuff We Love Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Stuff We Love Podcast. I'm your host, Scott, and our guest tonight is Marissa, otherwise known as Little Mrs. Marissa on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Marissa is a Disney influencer who frequently posts fun and unique content from the parks, as well as other content dealing with the Orlando area and how she incorporates the magic of Disney into her daily life. In addition to her successful social media presence, Marissa is a cast member at Walt Disney World. We are so happy to welcome Marissa to the Stuff We Love podcast. Marissa, welcome to the show. Hi, it's an honor. I love this show so much. <laughs> I'm very flattered. Thank you. It's an honor to have you on the uh, podcast tonight. And I'm so Thank excited you. to talk to you about Disney, Florida, all the stuff that we often talk about on the Stuff We Love podcast, as well as I pop culture wait. stuff, because, you know, we cover that too. And uh, since it's your first time on, I want to know about what music yeah. you like, what TV shows and movies and all that stuff. But uh, before we get to the, the Disney type stuff, let me just ask, how you doing? Everything going well in Florida? Going good. Yeah. Busy, busy, busy. We're mm -hmm. uh, still short staffed everywhere. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. In addition to Disney, I also work as a bartender at a different restaurant. Um, so it's like between both jobs, they're like, how much can we schedule her? So yeah. it's, it's <laughs> busy. Stay busy. Oh it's yeah. It's definitely a busy time. And this we're recording this, I guess this is the height of spring break right now. Yes. So the crowds yeah. are massive. Um, I know someone who is there right now in Disney World, and he reported back to me. It's the busiest he's ever seen it. He couldn't get in anywhere for dinner tonight, mm -hmm. which isn't su a surprise if you don't have mm -hmm. the ADRs. But he got into Trattoria Al Forno. So that's that's where he oh, went, nice. which, which I like. I've, I've been there a few times. It's a nice location on the boardwalk. Mm -hmm. I've actually never eaten there, but I've been to the boardwalk and I love it. So yeah. And that's actually a good place to start. Uh, because Boardwalk recently announced the other night they're going to be making some renovations. I don't know if you saw that. They're going to be bringing in, is it a, are they getting rid of the Boardwalk Bakery that's there now and replacing it with another bakery? Is, is that correct? I'm not sure. I saw that they're getting the like cake shop, right? Um, but I'm not sure if it's going to be replacing the bakery. Right. So, but it looked good. <laughs> it did look good. It definitely looked good. Um, so Marissa, I was thinking to myself tonight, there is so much I want to talk to you about. This could be like a 10 part episode, but okay. it can't be 10 it. parts right off the bat. So I was thinking what the first question I'm going to ask you is, and I think it has to be, what is your favorite Gideon's cookie? Oh my gosh. He did me hard with this one. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So my probably all time favorite is in Halloween, they have a, oh gosh, I can't remember what it's actually called. It's like oh, a, it's Frankenstein? a Frankenstein. Yeah, yes. Frankenstein, right. There's a Frankenstein. I think there's a Frankenstein's bride and they're both phenomenal. It's like chocolate chips. I think the bride has white chocolate chips and then it has like Oreos, M&Ms, like loaded with sugar, you know, like all their cookies are. So that's probably at my top, but then the banana bread is a close second. So before we yeah. continue, I want to point something out to you that I learned the other day. You're going to find this fascinating as a Disney fan. Okay. So okay. you mentioned the bride, which so the cookie at the, at Gideon's is obviously inspired by the bride of Frankenstein. Here's yes. the fact. Oh, I think I know what you're going to say. Is it the actress who played the bride? Oh no. <laughs> okay. So I just learned this the other day and I didn't think about this. The actress who played the bride of Frankenstein, who was Elsa mm -hmm. Lanchester is in Mary Poppins and she plays the if I'm, if I'm right about this, the person who worked for the Banks family before Mary Poppins showed up or she or one of the other 
employees in the house. There's a scene right. where, and I never knew that. I was totally fascinated That's so by that. so cute. Yes. Yeah, I random. thought you were going to say that it's Dr. Frankenstein and the monster. Cause you right. know, like everybody calls him Frankenstein. That is true. <laughs> Cause too. that is interesting. Yeah. Why do they call her the bride of Frankenstein? You know, but I don't know. <laughs> That's another, uh, Right. I'm going to file a new podcast tonight. Horror movie mysteries. Right. <laughs> but, I watched um, that movie last year. It was good, but I don't yeah. remember like the answer to that question. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's those, I love those universal monster movies. They're so mm-hmm. timeless Classic. and they hold up really yes. well. Um, but in terms of your Gideon's answer, I love those cookies. The ones you selected when you talk about the banana one, are you talking about banana with chocolate chips in there? Is that. Yeah. I think it was the flavor of the month for January. Okay. I've never had that, but I saw a photo of it. Maybe you posted it. Mm -hmm. I'm not. And it looks so good. Oh yeah. It was really good. Some of them, like, I'll be honest, the key lime and like the lemon ones, I'm not the biggest fan of, because in general, I'm not like a citrus Mm -hmm. dessert person anyway, but also those are kind of like an artificially taste, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. It does. And so the banana bread to me tasted like, I'm sure it was artificial, but it did taste real. So that's what I liked about it. Very cool. Um, do you have their coffee? No, I'm actually not a coffee drinker. Okay. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not. So, but my husband really likes the cold brew. Okay. So. Yeah. I, w- I would like to try it. Um, mm-hmm. The peanut butter is, they have the peanut butter cold brew and a regular cold brew, I think is what, what they have. Yes. I think they have a cookies and cream as well. Oh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. All, all tempting to, to me. Right. Uh, <laughs> so Gideon's is a great addition. I uh, have a friend in the Orlando area who actually mailed me up for Gideon's cookies during the height of the Aww. pandemic when we weren't really going out. It was like the best. Oh, gift. that's amazing. Because Orlando has another Gideon's, I think, besides mm-hmm. Disney Springs. Yes. So I had to ask you a Gideon's question because I know you're a fan of Gideon's. Um, yes. <laughs> why don't we take a step back? And if if you could give some background about uh, how you became such a Disney fan, where your Disney fandom began, began that would be good to know. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm a Florida native. I've been born and raised in Florida. My whole life I've been here. I actually went to Atlanta a couple of years ago, but um, then I came back. Mm -hmm. So most of my life in Florida and I am one of the lucky ones that got to go to Disney growing up, um, which I sometimes take for granted because I know some families only get to go like once in their lifetimes. Um, So I feel really grateful for that. And my parents took me the first time in 1996, which was when I was born for the Pink Cake Castle. So that was my first Disney trip. And I actually just found the footage from that on, you know, those little old Sony camcorders, which is really fun to look at. And yeah, I pretty much never looked back from all of those trips. I think that there's a lot of, I have a theory that people who struggle with mental health are more likely to gravitate towards Disney and fantasy and, you know, anime and Harry Potter and all of those things. Mm -hmm. So I think that Disney helped me find a, I guess, solidarity with other Disney fans and also with Disney characters that I could relate to. So I've just been a fan my whole life. (laughs) That's very meaningful. And I understand what you mean. You know, I Mm -hmm. have had, I have no problem saying this anxiety issues on and off over the years. And Mm -hmm. I find that when I go to Disney, it's just this, I often call it an indescribable feeling when you get there, just this escape from reality. And even though the real world is going on, you don't feel like you're in it in a, in a way. And it's, right. it's nice. And I do feel a connection to fellow Disney fans because you have something in common. It's like meeting someone who 
likes the same music as you or same movies as you. You just have that pop culture commonality, I guess, which is nice. Um, Mm -hmm. Now, did you grow up in Orlando or another part of Florida? So I was born in Miami and then my parents got divorced when I was two. So my dad stayed in Miami and then my mom and I moved to uh, West Palm Beach. Okay. And so I kind of did both West Palm and Miami (laughs) for most of my childhood. And then we moved to a little tiny small town called Stewart, Florida, which most people haven't heard of. It's right by like Port St. Lucie. So then I did that for high school. And then in high school, I was determined I wanted to work at Disney and I really wanted to be a Disney princess, like really, really bad. Mm -hmm. So I started auditioning and this was like my senior year of high school. And I got selected a couple of times to be friends with Princess Anna. Um, So I went into costuming for that, but unfortunately I never made it all the way. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. but it was still a really fun experience. And then I got um, accepted to UCF, which is the university here in Orlando. So I moved to Orlando and then got my first job, which was at Disney as the um, Plaza Ice Cream Parlor on Main Street. Okay. And then, yeah, Orlando is like my city. I love it. (laughs) And so that was through um, the college program that you began working at Disney? Or I, I did part-time to start off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plaza ice cream is, is a great place. I the, the, the food oh, yeah. is, is actually really good. And uh, I love the fact that it's one of the main, I guess it is the main place on main street USA to get ice cream, right? Is there another place to get ice cream on main street? Yes. I think it's the only one. The only other thing is the carts with like the popsicles and stuff, of course. but Which I think is it's great. Store not the same. Yes. It's not the same. It's just different. It's, it's right. great. Um, exactly. <laughs> so when I, you mentioned Port St. Lucie, when I hear Port St. Lucie, I think that's where the New York Mets had spring training. They, I don't oh, know if they're still really? there, but for, for, certainly for many years. Um, <laughs> Marissa, can you tell us where you work now at Walt Disney World? Yeah. So now I work at Coral Reef Restaurant. I'm a server there, which is most people don't know. It's the one with the aquariums, um, which when I found out that's where I was going, I was so excited because I'm a huge Full House fan. Full House. Full House. Yes. yes. <laughs> and that's where they filmed uh, that scene where... Um, why can't I think of the dad's name when he's trying to propose to his girlfriend? So. Danny and Beck, uh, not Becky, Danny and Vicky. Vicky, yes. Yes. <laughs> and that's where he gets the phone call that Michelle is lost. Yes. Yes. And they see like Jesse and they're like in the tank, like doing their show, which is right. hilarious. <laughs> I will tell you that when I met my wife, my wife and I met on the internet through a dating website. And in our first conversation, we bonded over a mutual love of Full House. So oh, we're yes. Full House mega fans. It's a um, classic. It's a classic. And the Walt Disney World episodes of Full House are among the best in the oh, entire yeah. series. I rewatched those hundreds of times. They're so good. <laughs> What's really cool is that in, in real life, as I'm sure you know, John Stamos is a mega Disney fan, totally legit. And he goes to the parks. He collects Disney memorabilia, which is really awesome. Yes. Um, Coral Reef is it's a I've been there several times. It's a fun restaurant. And um it definitely captures a lot of what Epcot is about, that combination of fun and education sort of wrapped into one. Mm -hmm. Um, That's amazing. So you have a good Disney background and I would like to now go through, because I got to ask you, since it's your (laughs) first time on the podcast. Okay. Let's go through some general categories. All right. So I would like to begin by asking you, what is your favorite Disney theme park? Hollywood Studios. 
But if I'm being specific, it's old Hollywood studios, okay. like, you know, great movie ride, backlot tour, Osborne yes. lights. But unfortunately, those aren't there anymore. But I still love Hollywood studios. <laughs> and what do you love about it today? I love like the nostalgic factor to me, like Sunset Boulevard is my favorite. Tower of mm -hmm. Terror is my favorite. And Fantasmic is my most favorite thing ever in all the parks. Okay. So yeah, it has a lot of my favorites and I love the theming of like the um, Hollywood set, which is really fun. Are you a, a fan of classic movies? Yes. So that, that, that makes sense then. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> my dad introduced them. <laughs> what is your favorite uh, classic Hollywood movie? Oh gosh, probably Singing in the Rain. That's a that's, great movie. So that's great. That's my favorite. Yes. Yeah, Singing in the Rain is one of those movies that when you put it on, you cannot be in a bad mood. It just brings a smile to your face. And I sometimes just I go on YouTube and I watch footage of Gene Kelly dancing because it's just oh, surreal, yes. out of this world, mm -hmm. how, how great he was. Um, so we're in Hollywood Studios now. What is your favorite <laughs> restaurant in Hollywood Studios? Restaurant or place to eat? Doesn't have to be a sit down, just a quick snack even. Okay. Let's see. I think probably my favorite would be that's a tough one because I really like Backlot Express, mm -hmm. which is funny because most people don't even like consider that one. <laughs> but they have a Wookiee cookie there, which is like one of the best treats ever. And I also really like the Star Wars restaurant, the Docking Bay. Okay. So they're both really good. I've not been to docking bay. So I'll have to check that out. Uh, one of the things I really like about old Hollywood studios to current Hollywood studios is that they continue to have the classic film scores playing in the background. Mm -hmm. And to me, just sentimental reasons. I have such fond memories of being in the park back when it was old Hollywood studios, Disney MGM studios, being with the family, like 536 dusk setting in and hearing those old Hollywood film scores playing in the background. It's just like, it's a perfect moment. That's what I think of when I think of old time Hollywood studios. Yes. And I miss the great movie, ride. I like Mickey and Minnie's railway runaway railway, but I miss the great movie, ride. I, I like the fact that it was the only, one of the only attractions in Hollywood studios to be about the movies, you know, just right. celebrated that. I think they need that now. That would be great if that somehow came back. Mm -hmm. Um, what is your favorite attraction in Hollywood Studios? Probably Tower of Terror. <laughs> I love it. Now, Marissa, I don't know if you heard this episode <laughs> yet of the Stuff We Love podcast. But I have. I've never been on it. Tower I know. Terror. You have to ride it. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know what to say. Um, have how you intense walked through is it? it? In your mind? What's that? Have you like walked through it, like done the pre-show and seen the hotel Many, many stuff? years ago, like when I was okay. a, a little kid. So I'm 41 now. So my guess that could have been when I was probably 18 or something. I don't even know. Okay. Gotcha. I don't like drops. I, I just mm -hmm. don't like drops. And as you know, from listening to the podcast, it took me years to go and splash Madden. And mm -hmm. that, that was a big deal for me. So I, I don't know. I, I'm a big fan of the Twilight Zone, the TV show. Mm -hmm. So part of me really wants to ride it but I'm not sure. I think you should do it just once. And if you don't like it, you never have to do it again, but I think it's the best ride ever. I just love it. So is it your favorite ride in all of Walt Disney world? I would say that one and haunted mansion are probably neck and neck for my favorite. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's hard to pick between the two. 
Haunted Mansion is great. I love uh, mm-hmm. that is my favorite attraction in Walt Disney World. I could go on that endlessly. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. I'm assuming then um, Haunted Mansion is your favorite attraction in Magic Kingdom. Yes. And what is your favorite place to eat in the Magic Kingdom? Oh, that's a good one. Well, so I'd probably say Columbia Harbor House is my favorite. Good choice. Solid yeah. choice. I think it's just like hidden. It's never upstairs is never really busy. Mm-hmm. You can usually find a table pretty easily because I feel like nobody knows upstairs even exists. I so, agree with that. It's a hidden yeah. gem at the Magic Kingdom. Plus yes. they have stuff on their menu. At least my recollection is it's not your typical theme park type lunch stuff. You could right. get that if you want, but I think I got a tuna sandwich there. So that's yes. not what you normally can get in theme parks, which is nice just to change it up. Right. Um, I've never had the spring rolls. I know people rave about the spring rolls you could get right off Main Street. That's something we want to try this summer. Oh, yeah. So I'm actually vegetarian, so I've never tried them either. Okay. But I've heard incredible things about the cheeseburger one. So maybe one day they'll do one with like impossible meat or something and I'll try them. (laughs) Impossible meat's pretty good. I tried that not too long ago. It it holds its own. Yeah. Random point. (laughs) (laughs) But anyhow, um, let's go now to Epcot. I want to finish going through the theme parks with you and other stuff. So at Epcot, what is your favorite attraction? Oh gosh, uh, probably living with the land. As silly as it sounds, no, it's a great attraction. <laughs> it's it's great. I love it. And the yeah. funny thing is, every time I'm on that attraction, I find myself taking pictures of the same plants in the video. You know, <laughs> right? it's just like it never. I don't know. It's just so fun. Um, mm-hmm. And the, the it's still cool to go through the greenhouse when you enter that sort of outdoor covered area. The greenhouse section is just really, uh, really great. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and what is I know you love Coral Reef, of course. Is it your favorite restaurant at Epcot? I'm trying to think which restaurants I've been to in Epcot. Um, I'm like trying to, usually when we go, I usually do the booths. Mm -hmm. So we haven't done like a ton of the restaurants. And usually when we do quick service, it's like in the land, like the little, I think it's called like Sunshine Seekers or something. Uh, Sunshine Seasons, right? Is that Yes, sometimes seasons. So that's, I think that's really the only ones that I've done. And then the France Pavilion has like the little like quick service area with all the quiches and stuff. So Mm -hmm. that one's really good as well. It is. And what I like about Sunshine Seasons is that it's also another place where you can get not your typical stuff. You can get pasta salads, Mm -hmm. um, different fish I've actually seen there served, which makes sense because it's near living with the land. They have the fish there and the uh, tanks. But it, okay. it, it is a, um, it's a good place. And let's mm-hmm. go over to animal kingdom now. Um, okay. let me ask also, let me take a step back. So Hollywood Studios is your favorite. What's mm-hmm. next? What's number two? Probably Epcot. And then magic kingdom. Yeah. But there's none that I really like. I, I just love them all for different reasons. So I guess it just depends on my mood for the day. You know what I mean? It's like me and the <laughs> Beatles. I love them all, but I can't choose, right? you know, depending on the day it could be a different favorite beetle. Exactly. Um, so over at Animal Kingdom, what is your favorite attraction? Everest, I would say. So, you know, I've never gone on that either, <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's okay. I think I would probably be more likely to do Tower of Terror than Everest. I don't know why. Really? I think so because of the Twilight Zone thing. Yeah. My okay, love of the that Twilight Zone. Um, right. And what is your favorite place to eat over at Animal Kingdom? Okay, definitely. 
I have to think about how to pronounce it. The one in Avatar, I think it's like Satuli Canteen. Yes. Okay, I always service. say the first word wrong. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. Our, our listeners know. Our listeners right. know. Yeah, that that is a good place. And Pandora is beautiful. I love going to Pandora. And as you know, from the, listening to the podcast, I often encourage our listeners to go to Pandora at night, which is a totally different yes, experience definitely. and uh, have a camera on you that can capture those nighttime images. It really makes a big difference. Definitely. Um, so those are great answers, Marissa. And thank you. I, I, I approve of all, all those answers because there's no, there's no wrong answers when it comes to uh, Walt Disney World. I wanted to talk to you about your social media accounts. And I'm okay. going to begin by giving you a, a great plug, okay? There are a lot of Disney accounts out there on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram. And there's many great ones. And they bring me joy and happiness. Yours is at the top of the list. I think it's your attitude, your upbeat attitude. And it's so obvious when looking at your posts that you have a love for the theme parks and for Disney in general, the company. And you, as someone just looking at what you post, it's, it's very clear to see the happiness that the Disney, the world of Disney, whether it be the theme parks, the movies, Star Wars, which now of course is part of the Disney universe that it brings into your life. And that in turn makes me and I'm sure all of your other followers, a bigger fan of those things as well, because it just, when you see someone who's passionate about something, it makes you more passionate about it, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I really love your content and I encourage all of our listeners to follow you on social media. We're going to link to your accounts in the show notes and all that stuff. But before we talk about those accounts, tell our listeners where they can find you on uh, social media. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for that. First off, it's so kind. Every time I get those comments, it means the world to me because it really is, you know, the Disney community is so big. So sometimes it's, it feels like your content kind of gets, you know, lost in, in the shuffle of things. So it means a lot when people really like it. Um, But on everything I'm at little miss Maris. So it's um, miss like MRS and then um, M-A-R-I-S-S. And that's on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. And then I also have my Disney podcast, which I haven't done in a while, which is the Mouse Club podcast. So that one's been a while as well. <laughs> wonderful. That's wonderful. And um, when, so let me ask you a couple of questions about this. What was the first platform that you started on social media? Instagram was probably the first. I actually started back when the Disney Instagram community first started, which is back in like 2013, 2014. And I regret now because at that time was when I first started college and, you know, all my friends were like, oh, stop posting about Disney. It's too much. It's Hmm. so annoying. And now looking back, I regret it so much that I listened to them because I, I imagine what my platforms could be like now. Um, but you know, you can't live in regret. So I'm Fair. thankful That's... for, yeah, I'm thankful for now how far I've come. Cause in the past couple of years, I've just kind of like let go of any like ideas about the Disney community that people hold and just kind of said, you know what, this is what I like to do. So I'm just going to roll with it. <laughs> And when you post content, do you sort of go through an internal decision process where you're like, okay, I posted about the parks yesterday. Now I'm going to do something else. Do you kind of have a rotation or you just post whatever feels right at that moment? Kind of. um, Usually for pictures, I just kind of look at my actual feed. I'm like really 
addicted to having like a perfect looking feed. I don't know why, but mm-hmm. I just really like the way that the pictures line up. So I usually just look at that and see what like pose I was doing or things like that. Cause if I have pictures where I'm doing the same one, I don't want them to be like lined up if that makes sense. Sure. No, I understand. So yeah. So I'll kind of look at it that way. And then, you know, if there's a special occasion, like it's the anniversary of a movie, I'll post about that or um, things of that nature. I happened to go through your TikTok as part of research for tonight's discussion. <laughs> and I saw that one of the videos you posted got many millions of views. It was the oh, one yes. on People Mover. Yes. Yeah. That, that was how a does surprise. it feel to have a TikTok get that many millions of views? Is it surreal? So surreal. I, so at the beginning of this year, I, you know, of course wrote my resolutions and my resolutions were I wanted to hit 10,000 on TikTok and 10,000 on Instagram. And I wanted to hit 1 million likes on TikTok. And then I wanted to hit uh, or have a video hit 1 million views. And I even told my best friend, I was like, I don't think it's going to happen. You know, especially in the Disney community, it's really hard to have a video hit that many uh, views. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't think it's going to happen, but I want it to happen. So I'm going to manifest it and like, you know, write it down. And I was absolutely floored that all of those um, TikTok ones came true in the first month of the year. I was so surprised when that video took off because I literally that day just had nothing to post. I post every day at 5 p.m. And so I was sitting at the parking lot at work and I was like, what can I post? And I found that video from months and months ago and Mm -hmm. I added a trending sound. I added a little bit of text and it just took off, which I was so shocked by because I literally made it in 10 seconds in my car. (laughs) It's amazing, right? That's something that that you do in 10 seconds can get that many millions of views. But you know what? I think the reason that video resonates so well is because, if I, correct me if I'm wrong, but on this video, it's footage from the people mover looking at Cinderella's mm-hmm. castle. And it says like it's five. It's like later. It, it describes what the average person may be doing at that moment in Walt Disney World. They're going to have like Mickey Pretzel later on in my off base. I really. Yes. Yeah. You're pretty close. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, no, basically. I get that. And there's five days left on your trip is what the, uh, yes. okay. So like that, I definitely thought like that. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe not, it's for me not being a local, but I'll be on a trip. I'll be like, man, I got five days left or four days left or right. still got two hours, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I can relate to what you posted about. And I think many people can too, which is why that resonates so well. It, you mentioned a moment ago that in the Disney community, it's tough sometimes to get a lot of views. Is that because of the competition, the sheer number of people that post? I think the hardest part is that a lot of people don't, um, what's the word? They they just have like a, a hatred for anything Disney, which mm-hmm. I'm not really sure why. Well, I've seen some of the comments, so I know some of the reasons why, but I think it's because a lot of people just push those videos aside and they don't like to watch them. So I feel like it's really hard to get videos over the million um, that I've seen in the Disney community. Cause some of my videos have hit like a hundred thousand or, you know, in that range, but I have had a really hard time getting anywhere above a million. So, mm-hmm. and it seems to be the same with other creators as well. And like you said, as well with, there's some Disney creators that are just so huge that I think their videos definitely have a capacity to take off more because they have more followers. So more potential for it to be seen, you know? 
Um, so I'd say that that's probably some of the reasons. You know, it's interesting what you mentioned about how some people, they don't like Disney content. It mm-hmm. seems every couple of weeks, there's some post on social media that goes viral where somebody is criticizing Disney adults. And yes. <laughs> I don't get it. And these are people who claim to be so kind, polite, and welcoming, but mm-hmm. there's something for whatever reason about Disney adult fan, adult Disney fans that just sets them, them off. I don't understand it. It's kind of like, come on, do, do what you do that makes you happy. Let people oh, yeah. do their thing. Um, oh, yeah. I could go on and on about those comments because I really think people just have a perception in their head that Disney adults are people who like have a blankie and suck their thumb and watch Disney movies all day, which is just not accurate at all. And especially with that video, I got so many comments about Disney adults and, you know, people just don't realize that Disney is a big part of my life, but it's not everything in my life. It's just that to have a more successful social media platform. It's really, for me, it came down to narrowing down my niche. Um, so I used to do, you know, thrifting and eco-friendly stuff and books and all kinds of stuff, but I really started to see growth once I focused on Disney. Cause I think people want to go to someone when they're looking for escapism. And so if I only did thrifting, I'm sure people would come as well. Or if I only did eco-friendly people would come as well. Cause that's what they're looking for. And I think my followers are looking for that, like Disney and that like escape. Totally. Um, so people just don't realize, you know, with Disney adults, it's like, that's not our entire life. <laughs> so yeah, it's strange. There's more right. to us than our love of the theme parks. It's a big part of it. You know, that's definitely something that is a big part of our lives, but yes. I don't get it. And, you know, I've mentioned on the show again, and I'll mention it here in case others haven't heard me talk about it. But one of the things that really bothers me as someone who's not a local, but often goes there on trips, both for work and for personal, you know, if I tell someone that I'm going to Disney world again, for some people, they're like, Oh, that's great. Have a great time. But there's some people that they just can't accept it. And if mm-hmm. I told them I was going skiing for the 20th year in a row. Oh yeah, that's great. And it wouldn't bother them at all, but there's something like they can't almost hold back a a nasty comment. Oh yeah. And you know, my friend Mike years ago said something which resonates to this day. He said behind every joke is some truth. So someone kind of cracks a a smart, you know, bad word joke. (laughs) I don't know what (laughs) Apple's rules about language. I'll keep it clean, but you know, a joke Mm -hmm. that's not appropriate or, or says something that is just not cool. They may think they're kidding, but they really kind of think that. So if they're making fun of you for going to Disney again, they may try to hide it, but they think it's silly. And that I don't Mm -hmm. get. I just don't get because somebody could say to me, oh, yeah, I'm going to uh, Jamaica or to Aruba or on a cruise again, and I'll be happy for them. You know, like I don't really have much of an interest in skiing or um, camping. I just don't. But if I know someone that loves camping and they go every year, awesome. I want them to have a great vacation. I want them to experience happiness. And yet for some people, they can't accept that same thing for Disney fans. It's weird. You know what I mean? You know what I'm, where I'm coming from with that? Oh yeah, definitely. I never really understood for the exact same reason that you said, like, you know, families do their beach trip every year, their camping trip every year, their skiing trip every year, but there's something about Disney. And honestly, I think a lot of it has to do with, um, I think for some people it's unattainable. And I think it might be like kind of like a, a bitter feeling because, you know, it is expensive and it is hard for some people to get here. So I don't know if that might play into it is that negative connotation. Um, Cause with that video that went viral, when I said there's five days of your trip left, 
I've never been on a five-day trip to Disney World either, but a lot of people called me out on that and said that I was so rich and all this stuff. And I was like, I'm like a waitress, you know, <laughs> like I'm definitely not rich. So I think it's just in people's mind that, that like negative connotation, you know, it is definitely an expensive vacation, but anyhow, Marissa, I, I love your social media posts. Like I said before, Thank and, you. um, I, I'll say it again. I encourage all of our listeners to follow you on social media. Uh, I wanted to ask you also, cause we've talked a bit about it on stuff. We love podcast over the years, which is how we can incorporate Disney into our home life. And you do that. I mean, on your social media accounts, it's very clear that the clothes, many, not all the clothes, <laughs> but many of the clothes that you wear are tied to yeah. Disney and, uh, you have cool Disney stuff hanging at, in your residence. And that's really awesome. So uh, talk to us about some of the ways that you bring the Disney magic home, as they say. Yeah, definitely. Well, you know, if I was living on my own, my apartment would probably be a lot more Disney-fied and, you know, pink and fun, but I am married, so I do have to scale it down a little bit. Um, but we compromise. He really likes Star Wars. Mm -hmm. So one of my favorite companies ever is called Ruggable. And so they have like these Star Wars and Disney-inspired rugs. And they're awesome too, because they're machine washable. Oh, so wow. Yeah, we have one of those in our living room. So it's very subtle, but it's still, you know, really fun. And then my office is like where I kind of get to go crazy, where I have stuff all over right now that's Disney-fied. So there's, you know, there's a lot of fun, subtle artwork. Um, another company I really love is called Spa Wars on Etsy. And I have in my closet these art prints that she makes, which are like, they're like laundry, but they have Star Wars characters. So mm -hmm. it's like Darth Vader ironing his, his suit and C-3PO and R2-D2 hanging clothes on the line. And I think she has those for bathrooms and like offices and stuff as well with different characters. So those are really fun. And that's Spa Wars, you said? Yes, okay. Spa Wars. Yeah, really fun. And then, yeah, my clothes, you know, are very Disney. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so I have a lot of Disney clothes and they pretty much have just become part of my wardrobe. Sure. So they're fun. I like them. They're colorful. <laughs> I, um, the company Ruggable, you mentioned, I see them advertise all the time on my Instagram feed and yeah. I want, I love those Star Wars rugs. I, I definitely want one. They're very cool. And you're right. They're subtle. So it's a type of thing where you could have it in your house and you'll know it's Star Wars, but someone else may not necessarily know. They'll just think it's a cool rug. So you mentioned that your husband's a Star Wars fan. Were you a Star Wars fan before you got married? No, actually. Well, so what's funny is um, I think my primary motivation for watching the movies was when Disney took over Star Wars, mm -hmm. which is silly because I love movies of any kind. doesn't have to be Disney, but I just never really had, I watched a few of them growing up, but never like, you know, back to back, watched them all or really like understood what was happening, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, actually, as a matter of fact, I watched episode three when it came out in theaters and I had never seen, you know, four, five and six. And so I remember specifically, I told my cousin, I was like, you're never going to believe it. My mom and I know what's going to happen. We think the twins are going to be like the future, like, you know, <laughs> heads of the force or whatever, whatever I said. And everybody was like looking at me like, yeah, everybody knows that, you know, <laughs> that's funny. That's very funny. But, <laughs> but yeah, when, when I met him, that was when Disney had just acquired the rights and 
um, you know, the first one came out in what, I think 2015 or 2016 or something. The first uh, so, the Force Awakens, right? That's the first one with Disney, yeah. right? Yes. So we watched um, all the episodes, of course. And yeah, now I'm, I just love them all. So I love it. That's great. And yeah. I, I, I've seen on your social media that you definitely promote very Star Wars clothing and all that stuff. You had a cool shirt with R2-D2 on it recently. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. My friend actually makes those. They're um they're repurposed from thrifted clothes and she tie-dyes them. Very so. cool. Yes, yeah, cool shirt. Very cool. Yes. We could talk a lot more about Disney. <laughs> and I, I don't want to take the whole podcast because I'm hoping you'll come back on the stuff we love podcast. And we I'd continue. love to. Okay, we'll continue our Disney stuff then as well. This is your first time on the podcast. And as you know, very often when people are on the podcast for the first time, we want to get to know what their pop culture interests are. And you okay. mentioned you're a movie fan. And I, we mentioned Singing in the Rain earlier, but uh, I'm just going to kind of go rapid fire through a bunch of things. All right. Okay. So this is the famous Stuff We Love podcast rapid fire discussion. <laughs> all right. So let's talk movies. Um, what are your favorite types of movies? I love musicals. I love fantasy, anything like Harry Potter, you know, Disney, of course. Um, and I love classics. So Marissa, what is your favorite? favorite movie of all time is it singing in the rain oh gosh that's such a hard one i think it's probably titanic it's probably titanic. my favorite yes yeah that's um that's a classic movie that's that's mm-hmm. a it's a great movie i remember seeing it in theaters i definitely i went with my mom to see it in <laughs> theaters i could vividly it's one of those unique movie going experiences i wouldn't mm-hmm. so what year did that come out that was like i don't even know i should know in the 90s yeah in the 90s 98, for sure. 99 maybe i could be wrong on that number yes i just remember when that came out everybody was going to see that movie and it was mm-hmm. packed and so it's, a, it's a great film uh you mentioned musicals as well and i know you like singing in the rain what other musicals do you like besides that one of my favorites is hello dolly mm-hmm. it's just like an instant like smile on my face and also mama mia i could watch mama mia and mama mia too like all day long really okay that's interesting mm-hmm. i was not expecting that but that that's good <laughs> i recently did yes. an abba workout on peloton it was an abba oh nice strength class so it was like weights and things like that so that that's was fun that was fun um hello dolly is a classic for sure Mm-hmm. Um, and of course it got a lot of renewed attention in the Disney world when it was featured in Wally, right? There was, yes. uh, so that was pretty cool to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, what you mentioned uh, earlier in the podcast, correct me if I'm wrong. You said your dad got you into classic movies. Is that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Classic movies are in a way very Disney in the sense that they both bring comfort. You right. know, it's, uh, one of my favorite things to watch. I watch it about once a year. There, I don't know if you ever saw it, but there's this great, it's sort of a, it's called That's Entertainment. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't think so. Okay. So it was made by MGM and it came out in the seventies, I guess. And it's a collection of nonstop clips from their classic movie musicals, things like Singing in the Rain, for example, and Wizard of Oz. And then other things, which I was not even familiar with. And they have famous classic movie stars introduce segments. So you have Jimmy Stewart, Frank Sinatra, Gene Kelly, Fred Astaire. I mean, it's just a nonstop Debbie Reynolds, I think, just nonstop who's who of the biggest stars in classic Hollywood, Elizabeth Taylor. And it's just like so fun. So feel good. Oh, I love um, that. So check out That's Entertainment. And there's, okay. there's more than one. There's like That's Entertainment 2 and 3 and 4. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's cool. Okay, um, definitely. What music do you like to listen to? 
pretty much everything on the spectrum besides mm-hmm. country. I'm not a big country girl. Okay. <laughs> I have to admit it. That's fine. But yeah. I like everything. Um, my favorites recently have been like Billie Eilish and Olivia mm-hmm. Rodrigo, but I love classics. Like I love Louis Armstrong, um, Frank Sinatra musicals, mm-hmm. of course, sure. Disney music. <laughs> so here's a question I want to ask you about music. And by the way, I love those choices because I listen to everything too. Huge Olivia yeah. Rodrigo fan and uh, I love her. Billie Eilish too. Billie Eilish's Disney Plus special is really cool. The, um, yes. the Hollywood one is not great. Did you see uh, Olivia Rodrigo is going to have one as well? I did see that. Yes. Yeah. I'm very excited. I was being made fun of the other day by people because I'm not good at parallel parking. So I was compared to Olivia <laughs> Rodrigo and Brutal. Every oh, time yeah. I hear that song, I yeah. can relate to it. <laughs> I love so, those lyrics. Yes. I can't relate to it from the perspective of a teenage girl, but I can right. relate to it as a someone who can parallel park. Oh, but, yes. Um, I want to ask you about your fandom for Frank Sinatra, because I can tell you that personally speaking, when I was a kid, my parents would listen to Frank Sinatra in the car all the time. This is when I was a little kid and I wasn't into it. I was kind of bored by it and just not, not feeling it. And then as I got older and my musical horizons expanded, that's out of nowhere. It just hit me how great that type of music is like great American mm-hmm. song, but classic type music. And I'm wondering, was your experience similar or did you become a Sinatra fan at a very young age? Cause I always enjoy meeting young people who are fans of Frank Sinatra. You know, I don't really know. I remember listening to it a lot in high school, but I don't really remember before that. Like, I can't think what got me into it. I think it's because I grew up listening to Michael Buble, which is, Mm -hmm. you know, very similar. So I think that that kind of led me in that direction, but I don't think I was ever opposed to it. Yeah, that's good. Michael Buble is fantastic. He's really, Mm -hmm. uh, he is the modern day, one of the modern day superstars in that genre, you know, that, um, really great. I also like, I don't know if you've, you're familiar with Michael Feinstein, who does a lot of that great American songbook stuff too. Sort of a modern I have day. It, come out? No, I'm going to have to. Great. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so it's so a Billy Isle, Sylvia Rodrigo and not country. Okay. Under, understood. <laughs> Everything um, but country. <laughs> no, it's interesting from in terms of Disney music. That's another way people can easily incorporate the Disney stuff at home. Now there are so oh, many yeah. streaming services that obviously you have a Spotify and Apple music and the Disney hits and all that. But what I'm really talking about are things like Diz radio and sorcerer radio, the ability to just bring the theme park sounds into your home on your Amazon devices or Google devices. It's really great. Instantaneous takes you to the parks. Definitely. Or podcasts like this one. Thank you. you. (laughs) That's why we're here. um, The, uh, you know, what we should have, you know, like at Hollywood studios, you see the ABC TV shows advertised on those big billboards. They should have a huge stuff. We love. Yes, I agree. (laughs) Definitely. You don't don't listen to that. You don't listen to that. What are you talking about? (laughs) But um, I want to ask you also, what is your favorite Disney song of all time? Oh my gosh. That's so hard. Cause I love so many. Mm -hmm. Um, I really like the music from the princess and the frog because it has like that jazz, you know, I just think it was so different. Like it was very like rooted in the culture. Um, I think that was like one of the first times I felt that with a Disney movie. Well, also Lilo and stitch as well. Cause they had like the very like Hawaiian themes, you know? Yep. So probably like when we're human from princess and the frog is probably my favorite. Great. Great choice. Um, <laughs> And let's do one other pop culture category. What TV shows do you like to watch? Oh my gosh, so many. Well, Marvelous Miss Maisel is probably my favorite show of all time. It is so good. And 
I just love so many shows. I also love like Stranger Things. Yes. Um, Call the Midwife is another one of my favorites. Uh, Great British Breaking Show is a good one. Um, oh my gosh, so many. And then, oh, there's one on Disney Plus called Miraculous Ladybug. Which, Miraculous. Yes. Great yes, show. Yes. I love that show. Makes me want to go to Paris. Right. Oh my gosh. Every time I tell people about it, they're like, aren't, isn't that a kid's show? And I'm like, just watch it. And I promise you'll be hooked. And I told my sister, cause I asked her multiple times. I was like, please watch this, please watch this. I need to talk about it. And so she started it last week, finally. And she literally texted me yesterday and she was like, I need more episodes. <laughs> when are more episodes coming? And I, I meant like, to ask you so about good. that. Cause I remember you mentioned it in one of your recent uh, YouTube videos. Uh, it is yes. great animation. It really is miraculous. Oh yes. Um, Speaking of Stranger Things, that's obviously been a, been, th- been a big part of Halloween Horror Nights. Do you go to Halloween mm-hmm. Horror Nights? Oh, yes. I love Halloween Horror Nights. It's amazing. My favorite night of the year. Oh, yeah. It's great. I fly down there for a weekend. We do whatever the Disney party is, whether it's Not So Scary back in the day or Boobash last mm-hmm. year. And then we do that's Friday night and Halloween Horror Nights on Saturday night. It's so good. So fun. <laughs> yeah. I actually yeah, am. I'm it's, not- go ahead. I'm sorry. No, sorry, you first. I was going to say that this is the time of the year where I actually really begin to think about what the houses are going to be. Me too. Well, you saw the little teaser for Alien, right? Yes. Yes. So, so Alien's going to be there. Yes. I heard there there are rumors that they're going to have a house based on the music of the weekend. Really? There are rumors, definite rumors. I don't know if it's true. There were those Billie Eilish rumors that came out before too. Right. That never materialized. Yeah, um, that would be very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's like if you remember his it. Super Bowl halftime show, there's that famous meme where he's like trapped in a house. He's right. looking around. <laughs> that could be like a Halloween Horror right. Nights thing. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah, there's, there's so much to watch. That's the thing. It's like there's only so much time in the day for mm-hmm. everything. Um, but those those are great answers. I, as you know from listening to this podcast, we could talk about this stuff endlessly. But this is good. That I think that gives mm-hmm. our listeners a sense of your interests, and that's really cool. So Marissa, before we get to the stuff we love segment, let me ask you this question. What advice would you give for people who are interested in getting more involved in content creation? I think for anybody who's serious about it, I think my best advice is to just do it because, you know, everybody thinks you need a fancy camera or equipment or anything else. You can literally make content with your cell phone. That's how I make most of my videos (laughs) is just with my iPhone. And, you know, people say that, content is so oversaturated now. And it is like, I won't lie. There's a ton of creators out there, but I genuinely think that if you are someone who is genuine and you're passionate about what you're posting about, I think it'll come through and, you know, all those videos will, will pay off for you. (laughs) That's wonderful advice. Thank you for saying that. And, uh, I, I think that does shine through in your content, your, your passion for the, for Disney, Disney world, and your, your enthusiasm carries through. And so we're very grateful for your posts and we look forward to all your future posts. It's going to be good Thank stuff. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Of course. And so now let's turn to the stuff we love segment. This is where tonight, Marissa and I are going to give you a recommendation of something we're enjoying now, which we kind of have been doing for the past hour, but uh, <laughs> we'll choose something. And uh, this could be anything from a uh, movie to a music, whatever, anything in anything in the world we're enjoying. So Marissa, I will turn it over to you. What is your stuff we love recommendation? Well, okay. I already mentioned it a little bit, but I would say Marvelous Miss Maisel. It's a show mm-hmm. on Amazon Prime and I'll mention it now because the last season or the last episode of this new season just released. 
So it's perfect time to start binging it because it's such a good show. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know what it's about, it's basically about um, a woman who becomes a comedian just uh, through a series of unfortunate events in the 1950s. So it's a great show. Highly recommend. So love that one. Great recommendation. So that's uh, <laughs> you hit it out of the park on your first appearance here on the podcast with that Thank recommendation. <laughs> And I'll be honest with you, going into this episode, I really didn't know what I was going to mention for my stuff we love. <laughs> but what I'll mention, I don't think I discussed this on a prior episode. I'm really into collecting Funko Pops. You know those Funko Pop figurines? So, Oh my gosh, yes. I have so many sitting around me right now. <laughs> what do you have out of curiosity? Just for example. Well, okay, this one is my favorite. So WandaVision. Wanda, I'm looking at yes. a 50s WandaVision right here, black and white. That's awesome. And then to go with her... I, of course, vision. have vision. It's awesome. So, okay, let me show you a couple. I know the viewers can't see this, but I'll show you. So this is one of my favorites as well. Okay, I'm looking at so. a Christmas C-3PO, right? That's what that is? Yes. Beautiful. C-3PO is my favorite and Christmas is my favorite. And I found him and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to leave him out all year long, even though it's not Christmas. Totally. So I Gotta love him. Got to capture that, uh, that Christmas feeling. Definitely. And then I think... Okay, I'll just show a couple more because I know we're running out of time, but I also have Scarlet Witch, of course. Sure. So I have her just in her normal Scarlet Witch outfit and then Forrest Gump, which is one of my favorite movies as well. Oh, the box of chocolates. Cool. Oh, yes. Awesome. That's awesome. I never, I didn't even know, know that one existing. That's the first time I've seen that Forrest yes. Gump. Yes. Awesome. Isn't it cute? Wow. I've got a bunch of them. We're kind of addicted. <laughs> I don't blame you. I know what you mean. And I was going to mention that the YouTube channel for Funko has mm -hmm. been hitting it out of the park recently. They have such great content, including a weekly pop culture game show, which I'm enjoying very much. I don't know if you've seen it on their uh, YouTube channel, but the Funko not. YouTube channel, I really want to go when I'm in LA, I'm maybe going to LA next summer or summer 2023, I guess, uh, to the Funko headquarters store. It's like a theme park in and of itself. Yes. You can make your own Funko. I saw yes. that. Yes. Very cool. I would love to do that. That would be so much fun. Um, Me as well. <laughs> So that's my recommendation. And Marissa, um, thank you for being here. This has been fantastic. Absolutely. It was a pleasure. I really listen to every episode that comes out and I'm excited to be here. So yeah, that means a lot. And uh, thank you for that. That's very kind. And before we get to the plug for Stuff We Love Podcast, I'll mention again, Little Miss Marissa, right? On uh, all those uh, social Everything. media platforms. Yeah. And we'll link to it in our show notes, like I mentioned earlier. You can find the Stuff We Love podcast on Twitter at Stuff We Love Pod, Instagram, Stuff We Love Podcast, TikTok, we just started, Stuff We Love Podcast. Our website is stuffwelovepodcast.podbean.com. You can write to us, Stuff We Love Podcast at gmail.com and uh, subscribe if you haven't done so already. And I'll also give a plug. I am on a, the newest episode of Butter and Bacon, the Good Stuff of Disney podcast that just dropped. Um, Nick is on that show talking about his recent Disney cruise and Having never been on a Disney cruise, I just sit and listen and ask some questions. It's a very good episode that dropped a couple of days ago. And uh, Marissa, thank you again. This is wonderful. Thank you very much. And we'll go around this virtual table one more time. I'm Scott. And I'm Marissa. And this has been the Stuff We Love podcast.